Okay, good morning. Good morning. Very, very special thank you to Rebbe Yisrael Persky for sponsoring this morning's breakfast. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and a special thank you to Gershin for all of his work in setting things up. The Tuv Tam Vadas. Special thank you to Reb Chaim for arranging behind the scenes early morning pickups and deliveries and getting things prepared. And a special thank you to Alone. <laughs> Topic this morning is Pas Yisrael, Jewish bread. That would have been a good addition today, Jewish rye bread. That would have been good. Now there are many, many halacha applications which I'd like to get into. We might divide this up into two shirim, as the goal is really to get involved with both Simon Kufiyud Beis in Yoradeh and Kufiyud Gimel. Kufiyud Beis is the discussion of Pas Shel Ovdei Kochavim, and then Kufiyud Gimel is Bishel Shel Ovdei Kochavim. We'll see how they are connected, how they are similar, yet they have significant differences. Let's start off with just going through some of the background of Pas Yisrael. We know the Mishnah tells us in the Vodazara that one of the things that Chazal made usser was pas shel ovdei kochavim, bread that was baked by non-Jews. This is obviously referring to a situation where we're not concerned for any non-kosher ingredients. It sounds like in the olden days the assumption was that intrinsically we assume the bread is kosher. Flour, water, yeast... You might ask, but they're using their own kalim, their pots and pans, and their ovens. To that, the answer would be, Stam kalim shel nochrim einam b'nei The assumption is that any kli has not been used within 24 hours. And although we can't use that kli, l'chadchila, but if a non-Jew is using his own kli, or his own oven, to bake something that's intrinsically kosher, the halachic, exam- the halachic assumption is, that it's Eino Ben Yomo, and therefore it cannot transfer any flavor. So really, bread should be kosher, baked by a nachri. However, Chazal told us that it's going to be Aser. For what reason? Let's take a look at Sif Aleph here in the Shulchan Aruch, Kof Yud Beis. Aser Chachamim Lachel Pashel Amamim of the Kochavim Mishum Chasnos. Because we know when you break bread together, that leads to a, uh, a shaykhis, a connection... You have assimilation, and ultimately, we have the problem of intermarriage. So Chazal said, is going to be Aser. What would the halacha be if the person baking the bread is not a Nachri, but rather he's a Jew who's a Mummer, or a Jew who's not Shomer Torah Mitzvahs? So the Pischei Tshuva tells us in the bottom here, <coughs> Ayin berhetiv, ayin tferz l'shlomo, l'moshe, besim in kuf yud gimel, shekosiv depash shel mumer shari, demishum chasnus leka. That a pas of the baked by a Jew, although he's not shomer Torah mitzvos, the whole gezerah was mishum chasnus, we might intermarry, and obviously there's no concern of intermarriage with another Jew. And a Jew, even if he's a chote, he's a Jew. And their bread would be mutter. So if you have someone in your bakery who's baking all of the baked goods, 
He's not Shomer Torah mitzvos, but he's a Yid. There is no Gezerah of, of Pas Akam. You still have to make sure that there's Hashkacha, that all the ingredients are kosher, but there's no Gezerah of Pas Akam. Oh, so the truth is, in general, this happens to be a, a question. Are we ever concerned either by a Nachri or by a Jew that's not Shomer Torah Mitzvos, that he might put something in there just to get you. Just because he knows that you're Makbed on this. Let me find that by another. Or stories like Buster Shinsam Oh. I'm afraid if you stand up on the airplane and go watch it, he's Right, the famous airplane story of Buster Shinas Alimanayan. So the truth is, this is a machlokis in the Rishonim, and we find the Achronim discussed this mostly in Kuf Ches. Kuf Ches is the Sibnan Yeridea, that when you're sending food, it requires some kind of chosim, either two or one, depending on if it's a shayla deraisa, derbanan. But Ramosha Paskins and the Ramah as well, that we're not concerned that people are going to do something lahachis just to get you. The whole concern of Basash and Esalim and Ayin, or leaving anyone who doesn't have Nemanis alone, is they might do something if they could benefit from it. So if they want to try your salami, and they're going to put the trafe salami in the sandwich and take yours just because they're curious. Those types of things we have a potential concern for, but not lahachis. So initially, this gezer of Pasakum was across the board. Doesn't make a difference if you're going to your non-Jewish neighbor or a bakery owned by a nachri. Pas shel of the kuchavim is aser. However. It seems like this was a gezerah she'ein rov hatzibor yecholom lamod ba. It was it was too difficult. Pas has always been the staple of our survival. The uh, the poskim used the lashon the hapas yichia ala pas yichia haadam. I'm paraphrasing from the pasuk in Chumash that when it comes to our physical existence, we live on bread, except for avi apple and others. <laughs> So what they did, and this is an amazing insight hashkafically in general, when Chazal created Gezeira, and they see that the majority of people just can't do it, it's too restrictive, it's never chal. It doesn't really take effect. So the, the maskana was that pas shel nachtom, if it's baked by a bakery, where you don't really have the same concern of chasnos because it's not going to your neighbor's house and schmoozing and breaking, and breaking bread together. It's more of a business transaction. So Pashel Nachtum officially, they said, is okay. We'll have to see when is that okay. Is that in all situations or only in particular cases? And the Gezerah of Pas Akum was limited to Pashel Balabayas. So when they invite you over to come into their home and they're baking bread, that's when we say that bread is viewed as treif. So we have this heter of pasnachtum, which practically speaking in, in the times in which we live, that's pretty much every situation. Right? You go into Publix, all the bread there is pas, it's called pas palter, right? Palter just means of a baker. So pashubshat, you would assume min hadin, as long as you know the ingredients are kosher, doesn't make a difference who was involved with the baking process. Now, is this true even if pas Yisrael is available? 
Right? Do we have this like carte blanche heter, pas palter is mutter, or is it only when pas Yisrael is not available? And pas is much more expensive. Or if it's much more expensive, or another potential distinction would be if I can't get what I really want in pas Yisrael. I love Entenmann donuts, and I can't find those in pas Yisrael. Oh, well, we'll have a different shear in Cholestam. <laughs> For now, we'll assume like... Unless you're buying the Entenmann's apple turnovers, which happen to be par of... Entenmann's is also a very interesting Shiloh because it has the powdered milk. Oh, so that's a discussion also in Cholestam. We'll get there, Mitzvah This is more of a conversation in pots, not in donuts and Entenmann's. Oh, so... that's already flavor. So what I want to do is I want to define what the issue is, pas. How do we... How do we categorize pas? I do want to just give a quick description of the Isra of Bishalakum. And for today, what I'd like to focus on, even though we're a week and a half late, is I want to focus on donuts. <laughs> this has been a major Shiloh of uh, you know, Dunkin' Donuts, Krispy Kreme. So we're going we're gonna to set everything up and then delve into donuts. That would have been good to have this morning also. I thought of this beforehand. <laughs> So let's take a look here together. Let's just finish off the Sif Aleph. So we said that we have this Isser of Pas Akum because of Chasnus. Even in a situation, writes the Ramah, where there's no real concern of Chasnus, it's still going to be Aser. The example the Post can give would be, let's say your neighbor is a priest, and he's not married, and he has no children, and he invites you over. So there's no concern of Chasnus. Low plug across the board is going to be Aser. The Mechaber explains, The category of past that we're talking about is only if you have bread that was made from chameshis minei dogon, namely wheat, spelt, oats, rye, and barley. That was not in the order, but you'll forgive me. Chameshis right? minei dogon. However, aval pas shel kitnius v'shel oris v'dochen eno bechlal pas tam she'asru. But if you have other bread, either rice bread or bread made from corn flour, that was never included in the gezerah of pas. That's going to be an issue of of bishul, which we'll address in a moment. Okay. Take a look at sif base. Yesh mekomo shemakilim b'davar. The Mechaber teaches us there are some places that are mekel in this concept. And they purchase bread from a non-Jewish baker. In a situation where you don't have a Jewish bakery available. Because that's already considered a shasad chak. So the Mechaber is pretty clear. The heter of pas palter is fairly limited. It's only in a situation where you don't have a nachtom Yisrael available. Comes along the Ramah and he says, Even if you could have, you know, 14 kosher bakeries all around, so pas Yisrael is matsui, you're still allowed to buy pas shel ovid kochavim, who's a nachtom. So right off the bat, we see what seems to be a fairly significant machlokus between the Mechaber and the Ramah. 
how far the heter of buying from a non-Jewish bakery goes. Question? Yeah, I was just curious about the language of Ode Kochamim. Is that specifically, does that just mean so that is a wonderful question. The Mata Yonason had the similar question. Who wrote the Mata Yonason? I like the shirt, by the way, you know? People have said that, that they feel almost this uh, connection between East Boca. Yeah, everyone knows your name, right? It's a. Uh... <laughs> So the Mata Yonason was Rabbi Yonason Eipschitz. And he has a commentary here on the side of the Shulchan Aruch. So he, he clears this question. Is it limited to Ovde Kochavim? In which case, Bizman Hazah, that would pretty much mean it's all good, right? You don't have, I mean, that gets to do a different question. How do you define Avadazar Bizman Hazah? But it seems like the consensus of the poskim is that it's not limited to Ovdei Vodazara, but anyone who's in the category of a Nachri. That's not... Well, if the Isra was because of Chasnas, then it shouldn't matter if they're Ovdei Chav or not. You can't marry a guy because you can't marry a guy. So that's a good question. Now, this should not be recorded. <laughs> but the truth is there's a massive Machlokis Rishonim, and we find it really in the Gemara, and then we plays out between the Rambam and the Tur, when the, the Pasuk at the end of Parshish Vezchanan says, bom, You shall not marry them. Who are they that the Pasuk is referring to? In the context of the Pasuk, it sounds like it's talking about the seven nations living in Eretz Canaan. You're about to go into Canaan. Do not emulate their ways and do not marry them. So does that mean dafka do zayin umos? in which case you could argue that the law of intermarriage wouldn't apply to anybody else. What's that? But I'm talking about, let's say, Bizman Hazer, right? We don't have the Chiti and the Kanani. But today it's a suffix, so you don't know. That's one sheet. The other sheet is that Zil Basar Tam, we go based on, you know, generally... Although it was talking about going into Eretz Yisrael, the reason given by the Pasuk is that because you're going to learn from their ways of Avodah Zarah and, and emulate the non-Jewish customs, and that could apply across the board, not just the Zayin Amamim. So that happens to be a Machlokas. But that's what... Uh, is he arguing on the concept of Avakim? The Ramos seems to be arguing on how pervasive the Heter was a past palter. Meaning the whole heter, the reason why we, we retracted the gezera to some degree is because it was, it was too difficult. The restriction was too much. So we allowed past palter. But when did we allow it? The Machaber says we only allowed it in a situation where you can't really find past shal Yisrael. And the Ramah says, no, they took it back totally. Past palter, shal obdi kochavim, shal nachri, is always mutter. Now, even if we assume that we go like the Ramah, at least Medina, that as long as you know the ingredients are kosher, even if it's baked by a non-Jewish bakery, it's mutter, when throughout the year would we still be makbid to avoid pas shel nachtum of an ove kochavim? So we have a seris tshuva, right? The Shulchan Aruch mentions this uh, ancient minig, and... 
and Shabbos and Yantif. Shabbos and Yantif, the Mishnah Ver actually quotes this in the very beginning of Chila Gimel and Reish Membeis. His, his expression is, I forget the exact Lushan, but something along the lines of, Nochon Lihizoher, it's appropriate to be careful on Shabbos and Yantif to eat Pas Yisrael and to avoid Pas Shel Nachtom, meaning even though generally Pas Palter is Mutter, like the Ramah, Shabbos and Yantif, because Kavot Shabbos, it's Kedai to only have Pas Yisrael. That's what the Mishnah River writes. What's the cup? What's the cover? What? So he doesn't explain what the covet is. It seems like it's just it's a higher madrega. You know, pas palter's mutter, but it's a different madrega. Pas Yisrael, probably because it's more expensive. <laughs> I don't think so. If the problem is because we might end up marrying them, and we're saying that with a, with a, with the reason why we're makel by a baker is because we're not going to marry them. That's an external reason. What does that have to do with Kavishabbos? That, that's a wonderful question. Very insightful point. But it sounds like <laughs> the Etzim, there's something more Kavadik about Pas Yisrael. Now, in the Sharetzion over there, he quotes the, a different Shita Nachronim. He doesn't spell it out, but you look inside, I think it's El Yerabah, who's of the opinion this whole idea of Nachar Mehizahir and Shabbos and Yantiv is referring to Dafka Lechem Mishnah meaning the chalas you use for, for making hamotzi, there it's nochon li'zara to have only pas Yisrael. It's mashma though, that means you want to have pretzels or other snacks throughout the day of Shabbos, or potentially even in the meal itself, you have breadcrumbs or other things that are not pas Yisrael, there's not even a nochon li'zara. It's mashma though, the Mishnah Bura goes more like the first opinion, that it is kedai to be careful. So those are the two times throughout the year where even though we might paskin like the Ramah, the idea of Pas Yisrael would apply. So we're going to explore what level of participation does the Jew need to have to take away the Pas Akum and make it Pas Yisrael. We're going to get there, Mitzvah so The assumption is the Pas Akum is they bake, they not only lush the ingredients, they actually turn on the fire and do Yes, which is an important point. The, 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 the kneading of the dough, <coughs> though there is some Rishonim, the Shach and Sibkot and Olive quotes the Shita, there is some Rishonim who held that even the process of getting the dough ready might be included in this Gezerah. All the Poskim disagree, and they say it doesn't make a difference who kneads the dough. It's all about the baking process itself, and the baking process is defined by the creating of the fire and the placing the dough onto the fire. All right. Yes, yes. So we're going to get more on that point of what level of participation do we need to make it pass Yisrael. And this is different than cooking versus baking. Yes, yes. So maybe we'll address this for a moment because the, the complexity of just getting what's pass Yisrael, what exactly is that Gezerah, where and when does that apply, and what's Bishel Yisrael. Let's just jump for a moment. Bishel Yisrael, this is the very beginning of Kuf Yud Gimel, the very next simon. Right. There the Mechaber tells us, something that's not edible in its raw state, that's condition number one, and it's something that's chashev that's enough, you would serve it al shulchan melachim, 
lelafis boes apas to accompany the bread, right? Again, bread was like the ikker, but you would have chicken or steak or other things that you would eat together with the bread. Ola parperis. Parperis is a discussion what exactly that means, but it means something else that's used with the meal. Shebishlu ovid kochavim. So if you have something that's not edible in its raw state, and once it's cooked, it's roy to serve al shulchan malachim. If the cooking is done by an ovid kochavim, and again this refers to any nachri, afilu bakli yisrael ubebeis yisrael. Even though they're using your kosher kalim and it's taking place in your house, aser mishum bishule ovid kochavim. It is also based on Bishol Akum. Okay. Now again, Pischei Tshuva over here points out that just like we paskin by Pas Akum, that uh, there's no Gezeira when it comes to a Jew who's not Shomer Torah Mitzvos. It's only limited to an actual Nachri. The same thing is true when it comes to Bishol Akum. And, and, and this halacha is very relevant because oftentimes, perhaps more so in Eretz Yisrael, but you'll have, you'll have Jews working there, in the bakery, in the restaurant, wherever it may be, who are not Shomer Torah mitzvos. When they turn on the, the stove, or they participate in the cooking, is that a problem of Pas Yisrael or Bisha Yisrael? In the Pischei Tshuva Paskins, it's not. Why by wine is that? What's that? Oh, we'll have to wait off. We have Chol of Yisrael to talk about. We have Yai Nesif to talk about. We'll get there, Mitzvah Shem. It's a good question. Now, these two conditions were never mentioned when it comes to Pas Yisrael. So this is a very important point. There's a Chumrah and a Kula within each one. When it comes to Pas Yisrael, all right, we'll call it Pas Akum, where that's the problem of Pas Akum. It sounds like it doesn't make a difference if it's Olal Shulchan Malachim. We don't have these conditions. As long as it's one of the five grains and it's in the category of bread, if it's baked by a Nachri, it's Aser, period. When it comes to Bishul Akum, right, we say it's only going to be Aser if you have these two factors. It's not edible raw. So, for example, if you have vegetables, that you could eat raw, and they happen to cook them, right, that's not a problem. Or they have water that was heated up, al yedei nachri, it's not a problem, you could drink it. So we'll have to define where and when this applies. People who newly came from Brooklyn or Queens don't know what that means. <laughs> Nor do most of us, but we're too embarrassed to ask. Right. So listen, in the olden days, the Gemara says that was done. That was done. Where this comes into play is by sushi. That's the big question nowadays. If a nachri cooks salmon for you, do you say, ah, oi, it's bishalakum, it's usr. Or can you say, no problem, it's nechel kamoshu chai. People eat it raw all the time. And therefore it's not a problem, bishalakum. It's a good shayla by sushi. Right? Sushi itself when it's raw, that's obviously mutter. But once you're cooking it, yes, this is a very, very relevant question. But the kula of Bishalakum is that it's not a problem unless you have both of these factors. It's not edible raw. And once it's cooked, it's viewed as a dover chashub. So that's the chumrah of pas. It applies to everything. And the kula of Bishal. Who decides? Like, what does that mean? How do you... 
find that? Good question, right? The poskim say it's based on Mokol Minzman. I mean, listen, there, there are many stories. It, it, it does make it somewhat subjective. That's why we need Gedoli HaPoskim to rely on. Rav Heinemann actually called up, he had a whole conversation with one of the, the head chefs of the White House asking different questions about what you would serve in canned vegetables versus regular vegetables. So we're going to get there more, Mitzvah But this is the Kula of Bishel and the Chumrah of Pas. What's the Kula of Pas and the Chumrah of Bishel? The Kula of Pas is, like we mentioned, Pas Palter is Mutter, which is a massive Kula. Any bread baked by a Nachri, but it's sold like a, a bakery or a factory, that's mutter. There's no heter of bishel palter when it comes to bishel akum. Right? So when you're addressing which is going to be more of an issue more of the time, min hadin, the answer would be bishel akum. That will come up much more often because we have the massive heter of pas palter regarding pas akum. Well, two conditions by Bishel will limit the Issa, right? That's why it's much more relevant in a sense. Because they're mm-hmm. that category. I'm saying, but you have to have both in order to be a problem, right? So having those two conditions make it more limited, but ultimately you'll have more of a question of Bishel Akam than you will by Pas Akam. Okay. I mean, they, they did have Bishel Palter, in a sense. They did have places where they would sell things, not just raw food. They would also sell cooked food. So why is it when you have the reason that you did it? You can't find a lot. Oh, right. The, the, the main heter regarding bread is the fact that it's al hapas yichya ha'adam. Right? So they had to take it back. It was too restrictive. When it comes to Bishel... That's not the staple of our survival, and that applies across the board. What I want to do today, though, and this I think will help define with more clarity what pas is versus bishel, is delve into the question of donuts. (laughs) Dunkin' Donuts or Krispy Kreme, if there's a hechsher, so assuming the hechsher just means we're checking all the ingredients, we're making sure that nothing treif is being added in. Okay, that's wonderful. Question though is, is there a problem of either pas akam or bishal akam? And that gets down to the issue of how do we view a donut? Is a donut considered baked or cooked? It's fried. It's fried, it's fried. okay. Now generally, when it comes to uh, halachic terminology of bishel, that means cooking through wet heat. That could be boiling in water, or that could be deep frying in oil. And that's called bishel. So, what's the difference? What's the nafkamina potentially? If you view donuts as baked, so then assuming you don't have a mashkiach there turning on the oven, or placing the donuts in the oven... Would those donuts be kosher minhadin? If they're baked, the answer is yeah, because we have the heter of paspalter. 
if we view them as cooked, and therefore they're not in the category of pas, but they're shaila of bishul, there's no heter of, of, of uh, palter by bishul, right? What is it, derech bishul? Definitely derech bishul. To deep fry something is derech bishul. That's how you make a good donut. The question, now, you still have to analyze, maybe, it's not all al shulchan malachim, and that's going to be a separate question, but if you view it as bishul, then not having a mashkiach there turning on the fire or putting in the donuts, then even if all the ingredients are kosher, we would still say, don't eat at Dunkin' Donuts. But it has a heksher. I don't care. Right? Massive nafkamina. The whole thing with turning on the fire, that people say for the Jew to turn on the fire. But according to what we're saying, the Jew also has to actually put the food on the fire. Right? Oh. So like a lot of people have with their housekeepers that they'll turn on the fire for them and then they'll make the food. But how is that allowed? So, so the truth is, let, let's take a quick look, one more background step, is how much participation is needed to avoid pas akum. Yeah, so take a look at siftes. Kofiyud base, siftes. Again, I apologize for the Marimakomas, but it does feel somewhat more authentic, no? When you're seeing the actual pages of the, of the Shulchan Aruch. Sif test the Mechaber writes, Hidlik Ovid Kochavim Hatanur, Vo'ofa Bo Yisrael. If the Ovid Kochavim lights the oven, but the Yisrael does the baking, meaning he places the bread inside the oven, Oh, Shehidlik Yisrael Vo'ofa Ovid Kochavim, or the Yisrael turns on the oven and the Ovid Kochavim places the dough inside there. Or, this is the most extreme case, let's say the Nachri does both. He turns on the oven and he places the dough inside the oven. And then the Yisrael comes and he... He stokes the coals a little bit, so he enhances the fire. mutter. That's enough of a participation to say it's not pasakum. And here we have a Chiddush Godol. And even if all he did was take a little piece of wood and throw it into the tanner to enhance the fire, that is enough to make all of the bread inside there permissible. She'en hadavar elelios heker. Because the whole need for the Yisrael's participation in the baking, is, it doesn't mean you have to be doing something that's mamish adover chasher, but there has to be a hacker. It has to be recognizable that this is, this is you, this is pas Yisrael, shahapashalehen asura, the hacker is that pashalehen, that their pas is asur. Then the Ramah adds. Which, which, it sounds like a very minuscule participation, right? If a woman comes homeward and she finds that, the, oh my gosh, the housekeeper by mistake turned on the thing and put the fire up, you could just lower, lower it and hire it, and that's enough, it would sound like. Right, but assuming it's not fully cooked, and we're going to get there also, but assuming it's not fully baked in this case, right, that would work. It, however, a little bit depends on how the oven works. I'm going to get there in one second. Because we're talking about here old school, right? We have a fire. You add a twig to the fire, you're enhancing the fire to some degree. We're talking about pas right now, not bishul, right? We're talking about pas. Whether or not this kula applies to bishul <coughs> seems to be a machlokas machaber ama. Could you get the hecker, the lashon of the hecker over there for a second? Yes. Again, the whole idea is that 
I have a Jewish star here, by the way. If you ever wonder, why do I put a Jewish star sometimes by something? I'm going back to my reform roots, you know? The truth is, what it's usually doing is putting a triangle there, because I already have a square or an asterisk, but then I realize I have a different triangle, so I don't want to confuse myself, so I make it into a Jewish star. That's the... So, Hecker. So I want to clarify, this entire simon is not speaking about dining together. We find no iser whatsoever in Kofiyot base of dining together. This whole thing is the preparation of pas. Then we could ask, why did they make their gezerah in this particular tzura? Good question. I want to hold off on that. Because it's not getting into the, the nuts and bolts of what the gezerah was. But this is only referring to the process of baking. But heker is a very interesting term, I'll tell you why. There was a massive chiddush, right? the star K had a chiddush, that, even before the chiddush, to understand why we need chiddushim. Generally speaking, we don't like waking up early in the morning. Okay? If you have a 6 a.m. chabura with fresh brewed coffee, maybe it's, it's more doable. But Lemaise, you go to a bakery, <laughs> you go to a bakery, and you want to actually have baked goods ready for people to come in early morning, they start that process. It could be 3.34 in the morning. So I'm the owner. My name is uh, Maisha. I'm the owner of the bakery. I have no interest whatsoever. And surprisingly, the mashkiach I'm paying $8 an hour also has no interest in being there at 4 in the morning. So what am I going to do? So my other hired hands who are nachrim, they would do it. Right? They have a different work ethic, okay? The problem is pas, pasakum. So, one eitza was, this is the chiddush of the star K, if you could rig the oven, take a, you know, the oven has a light bulb sometimes, take a light bulb that generates real heat, or a glow bar, which might even be better, and have the yid put in the light bulb to the point where it just stays on all the time. What are you doing? So they wanted to suggest that would be analogous to throwing in the little twig. And that way, you don't have to wake up before in the morning. Your participation is always there. Ah, so one of the major kashas on this, on this chiddish was, the whole thing is a, he- is a hecker. You're doing something to make it recognizable. It's not pas shelehet. Right? So that, that, that was a big kasha in this Chiddush. One could argue to defend the Chiddush, they weren't saying just take out the light bulb and put it back in, but if you mamish rig the oven and there's no other reason to have this thing here except for taking away the prava pasakum, maybe that's more of a hacker. But Baruch Hashem, with technology, we have other ways of doing it. What's that? Oh, so well, how about, let's go back 30 years for a second, right? Let's say you put a timer on there, right? Timer. I'm the owner of the bakery, no problem. Set the timer before I leave, 
5 o'clock in the, in the afternoon, I'm setting it to go on, the oven should turn on at 4 a.m. in the morning. Is that considered enough of me being madlik the tanur that it's pas Yisrael? Why would it not be? Good question. Perhaps you could argue it's not my direct maisa, it's a grama. It's indirect. Do you, awesome. That's the question. Do you need like a real maisa when it comes to your, your chilek and being madlik the oven? So there's a tshuva of the Minchas Yitzchak who says, no, a grama could work also. You know, it's not, it's not a maisa. As long as you're doing it, even if it's through a delay, that would be okay. Don't have to see it. He has a Chiddush saying, no, the hecker is the fact that it's, it's you doing it. You doing it. There's a system in place where the Yid is doing it. Also, theoretically, you could ask, one second, you set the timer to go on four in the morning, and that works for the next 25 years? Right, so it could be he wouldn't say that far. It could be if you set it every night before you go, then it's enough of your Misa. But I want to show you a grub. Right? The, the Ramah adds it in this Sif, the very end of Sif Tes. He says, What does nafach mean? If you blow, not really like blowing out the candles, right? But you have one of those thingamajikis, right? A bellow? It's a bellow, right? Bellows. Blow, bellows. You know, the things, you know? Blows. And so even if you do nafikha, that's okay. Now, why is that okay? Take a look at the Gerah, Sivkat, and Yudtes. We'll have to get back to donuts, I think, next week. Well, this is good. They were setting up the, the basic sugya. The Gerah and Sivkat and Yudtes says, the reason why adding uh, air alone to the fire is okay is based on the Gemara and Babakama. We say a, a svara of kocho kagufo dummy, that one's force... Right, this is referring to a tarnagal even, if a chicken kicks a pebble and the pebble breaks something, we view it as the chicken itself breaking something. You're responsible for your animals. And the same thing is true when it comes to a person. You take a baseball and you break someone's window, so that's kocha kagufo, that's adam hamazik, that's considered that I damaged your property. So says the Bir Grah, that's why im nofach bo, it works. Ah, so Lachor, you could be medayik from the gra that the gra held. The only reason why it works is because it's viewed conceptually as your misa. I don't want to hear any any chedushim of grama, right? So it's not so passionate from the gra that he would agree to grama working. I have a very good friend in Clifton. He's a caterer, and he oh. calls me all the time. His alarm rings at two thirty in the morning, and he has his remote. He has all his. Ovens have electric igniters and they're all on an app. Yes. And he turns them on and he goes back to sleep. Oh, so the timer was 30 years ago. Now, Baruch Hashem, we have newer technology, which is basically remotely, right, from the comfort of your own bed. Press three buttons and everything goes on. Would that be okay? That's not a grumma. That's, that's more. That's, that's, that's exactly. That's not a grumma. That's not putting something into place that will eventually turn on. That's your Misa. If you did that Misa on Shabbos, you would be in violation of Havara. That's called lighting a fire. So when it comes to Pas Yisrael, Baruch Hashem, with our technology, you could do it from a distance. You still have to wake up for a moment, but, you know, it's like when you're sleeping in late, you're waking for Kriyashma. It's because your actual finger touching the app 
It's our lodestar. Exactly. Meaning we, we view that as your Misa so because there's no delay. Exactly. Exactly. There's obviously things working there. So that would be considered your Misa 100%. You would not have to rely on the tshuva of the Minchas Yitzchak. We could be medayakative in the gra, and that would still be permissible. So this is uh, the basic, basic requirements of your participation in the baking. One last point here, and then we'll maybe close with this. We have any questions? Let's say I get there, either in my house or at the bakery, and it's too late. It's already in the oven. I didn't have any chalik in turning on the oven or putting the dough inside of the oven. Can I say, no problem, I'll take it out and put it back in? Or turn off the fire, turn it back on? So the Shulchan Aruch tells us, well, if it's already raw, that that should be fine. Because I'm, I'm definitely doing something in the baking. Question is, if it's already done. So if it's already fully baked, then the Pashib shot is, it's too late. Right? Taking it out, putting it back on, it's not going to do anything. I'm saying, or even say, you go to the store, right? Why is there ever a problem of Pasakam? I'll put another one when I get home. I'll toast it. <laughs> so that doesn't take away the Isser. However, if something's not fully baked, so for example, they sell like the par-baked, you know, crust for pizza, something like that, where it, it's, it's not really, I mean, you could eat it, but it's not considered done. It's, it's still doughy. So something like that, even though putting it in the oven and turning on the oven was all done by nachrim, right? When you bring it home and you finish off the process, that makes it past Yisrael. So even if you want to take pas akum and use it for croutons, that wouldn't take away the, the problem of pas akum. Because as long as you're not really finishing off the process, or at least enhancing the baking to the point where, it's, where there's a hashlama, it's complete, it's already done. It's already done. Now, what this means, we're going to end here. If one wants to be careful, like the Mishnah Baruch says, Nachan li Zohar and Shabbos. So then, breadcrumbs, for example, that are not pas Yisrael, even though they're pas palter, I could have them throughout the week, but I shouldn't use them on Shabbos. Does that mean I can't make meatballs or meatloaf with non-pas Yisrael breadcrumbs? Not necessarily, because the Shulchan Aruch says when it comes to pas akum, it's batal berov. As long as you have the majority of non-pas akum and it's all mixed together, then there's no problem. So making schnitzel using Jason breadcrumbs, or you have mostly schnitzel? If you wanted to do schnitzel or poppers, even though you might have more schnitzel than the actual breadcrumbs, that would still be a problem, it's because it's not mixed together. You can't say it's baltal barov if it's not mu'urov, it's not mixed together. Now again, I actually got a shayla that someone's kid spent like an hour and a half Arab Shabbos making poppers. And uh, they realized that the breadcrumbs were not pas Yisrael, so he was asking, what should I do? I know the Mishnah Baruch says, Nachon Lizaher. So the answer is, Nachon Lizaher means, you should try to be careful. But if there's a Shasad Chak, like your kid spent an hour and a half making poppers, it's Nachon Lizaher with his feelings. Does Nachon Lizaher also mean that you should spend the three times the amount of buying the, the is that, what, what goes into Nachon Lizaher? Meaning if, it's, if it literally costs 
three times amount. Does that apply or not? So how about we'll do this. Next week in Mitzvah Shem, we'll have a couple of these questions of if it costs more money or I don't like it as much, can those work as heterim? And then we'll get back to donuts and other Bishul Akum conversations. So does this apply? Oh, yeah. Also-